0: Who loves change? Come on. (laughs) I know you do, yeah. Hey, um, before we uh, just sort of unpack kind of like what we believe God's uh, kind of leading us to in this next season. Um, I just want to take a a couple of minutes just to honor Lynn, actually, um, and the role that she has here at Thrive Church and um, has been emerging into probably over the last uh, year or so. Um, and so this morning, we want to... What's that? Yeah. So, uh, So this morning, we just really want to honor um, Lynn as uh, an assistant pastor here at at Thrive Church. Um, She just has brought such, um, I don't know, insight, value, support. Um, let me read what I wrote here. Uh, she's helped us nurture our vision and our goals for the church. Um, and so we've just we've just really appreciated um, Lynn's support over the last year. And so towards the end of the year, we were just like, man, actually, there's an office here that Lynn is doing that we want to recognize um, that is on her life. And so we just, we want to, we want to do that this morning. Um, we actually at Thrive here, we would love to see a team of assistant pastors raise up. It's in, a, in, in our definition of a, an assistant pastor. It's not like a necessarily a succession plan to uh, like us leaving. It's, um, it's about kind of like we're carrying a vision and we want those who want to run with it, be fulfilled in their, in their, in the dreams in their heart um, and, and the goals and the, and the, and the things that they're good at, um, we want to see them running, and we want to run together. And it's all about assisting uh, the vision of the church. So we could have um, different assistant pastors here with different portfolios that maximize their gift mix, basically. And so we're just recognizing uh, this this morning. So I just want to let's just, I'm going to invite Lynn up and let's just honor Lynn for who she is here and at Thrive Church. Come on, that is awesome. yeah Woo. very cool so let's step this way just stay standing we're just going to stretch out a hand here leadership team you guys want to come around here we're just going to pray and just kind of like make this super powerful right now uh we're gonna yeah yeah watch out i see fire <laughs> thank you holy spirit yeah thank you jesus yeah god Hargoh, ah, we just we just thank you for the assignment of breakthrough that is all over Lynn's life. We think that she is one who lives with a prophetic edge, God. She is radical, Lord. We just even in the 90s when she stepped out and became senior pastor at Thrive, here, God. What a radical, uh, powerful step that was, God. Lord, we just honor that today, God. Lord, and we just release the Father that, that that it is not finished. That there is an amazing work of God to be released and fulfilled in Lynn's life, Lord. We just call in that call around her this. Morning morning God and we just esteem her and we release like this kind of mantle thing of an assistant pastor here at Thrive Lord how the fullness of that God the weight of that the love of that the freedom of that God we just we thank you for her as a gift to this house as a gift to our people Lord in this church yeah and they all said amen come on it's so good, yeah, like, um, Lynn's, just even a month ago, Lynn was able to um, step in and, and um, just take a, a funeral for me that I just I just couldn't do, and so just, you know, there's various things like that that Lynn is well qualified for. Hey, if you're just, like, a little bit more curious about what an assistant, a definition of an assistant pastor, I've got some A4 printouts at Info, and you can grab one of those um, after, the, uh, after the service, and also... The uh, Lynn's assistant pastor position here is not a uh, replacing Josh at all by any stretch of the imagination. Just to clarify that, Josh is still like our executive pastor and running strong with us. We just we just love seeing re- leaders released into their into the various needs that we have here. And yeah, they're both voluntary. So yeah, less work for Josh now potentially. <laughs> Hey, also, just want to uh, welcome the Kaikoura crew here this morning. So, they were a part of, um, yeah, I'd clap if I had a, uh, didn't have a microphone. So, yeah, man, awesome to have you guys here and part of the Activate Youth Leadership thing. So, all right, let's... Um, Let's get into this presentation. I've got a PowerPoint here that um, is going to assist me this morning, and hopefully, it all runs super smoothly. And Debbie and I—we're going to be sharing this this morning because um, we very much team uh, the senior leadership, senior pastor role here at Thrive. And so, part of us teaming this this morning is just kind of going, "This is us together. This is our vision. This is what um, we believe God is is calling us to together." So, um, beloved. Be Loved uh, and Be Loved. This is our our, kind of theme that that we feel that we're really kind of heading out with this year. Um, And this came from a retreat that um, I went on um, sort of November last year. And a few things just really came alive for me. And one was the fact that we were, uh, our our theme obviously last year was established in love. and, And so we very much see like love being centrical to who we are here at Thrive Church? Centrical? Central? Centrical is dangerous. Um, yeah, centrical. It's going to be new words this morning. Urban Dictionary is going to love me. Uh, so, we got this whole thing of uh, everything we do here. We just want to do from a place of love. We know that that's how the Father, you know, whatever He does, He does from a place of love. So we think that's a good idea. Let's follow Him. And so, um, yet we knew there's there's something that God's calling us to beyond just soaking in love. <laughs> you know, we're called to be love. We're called, and what does being love look like? You know, it's it's go. It's it's release. It's empower. It's encourage. It's inspire. It's, you know, it's bigger than just staying in one place and just marinating God's love. And like His love is in us so that we can release love. And so this here just kind of hit me that we're called to to be loved and to be loved, to become love. And and that is kind of what the nature of the Father carries um, and so we want to we want to carry that as, as a core value uh, within our church. And and the other thing that God was kind of bringing revelation to us at this time is that we believe we're going into a season of Christ. And um, I'm so passionate about Jesus Christ at this time. Um, I love what Paul says. You know that he wants to uh, uh, to to press on to take a hold of that for which Christ Jesus has taken a hold of me. And this kind of just to me this. Says you know nothing happens by accident in the kingdom of God. Nothing happens by chance. You know we're not just random pieces of lucky scum that crawled out of a you know of a swamp ten million years ago and went from goo to you, and you became a truck driver, and it was like how did I get here? You know, and and we're not with that. That is not the DNA of heaven. We do not believe in evolution. We believe that we have a call and a cause and a reason. Every single one of us, from the front row to the back row. Everyone has a place in the kingdom of God and a reason to press on in life a hope that that we're called to. And so we're excited about Jesus Christ taking a hold of us and our community, us and your workmates, us and your high school friends, you know, us and beyond. That's what we, so we're excited about the season um, of Christ that we're going into. And the other interesting thing on this is, is that there have been other voices across the globe that are saying a very similar thing. There's a season of Christ that we're going into. And And Philippians became like a really big uh, chapter in the Bible for me towards the end of last year. And then Bethel Church, they do this kind of four-week series on Philippians. And I'm like, man, that's awesome. And they're talking about Christ and what Christ is doing. Cindy Jacobs, who is a, a prophet to the world, she's talking about this like new Jesus revolution that's going on. And so we feel like, man, God's really endorsing and edifying that we're feeling. It's like, whoa, we actually have the same God and that is a good thing. So he's got his interests. You know, we're just like Rangiora kind of feels like at the back end and the back corner of the world in some places. You know, if you've been overseas and seen how big the world is and you you fly in and then you come over the Southern Alps and you, and you see how small Christchurch is and then you get in your car and you drive down Lineside Road and you feel like you're shrinking. Uh, but God is doing a big work here in Rangiora. We've got a relevant call and an irresistible call to our town and our community. And it's, um, you know, life is big and it's exciting. Um, the next slide I just want to share with you because this is, um, this is kind of like uh, my, my no excuses verse, I believe, for my life. Um, there's just no excuses uh, for me to uh, miss out on what Jesus is doing. This was um, what the Pharisees just noticing these guys. And it says, when they saw the courage of Peter and John, obviously the disciples of Jesus, and realized they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished. Everyone say astonished. I mean astonished they were just what this is this breaks the mold, this is too radical, this is off the hook i can't believe the fact that these guys they're clueless they just they didn't go to school they didn't they didn't you know sit under a um uh, like what are they called, like a Pharisee, a rabbi, thank you. They didn't sit under a rabbi and do the training. They were unschooled, ordinary men, but they took note that these men had been with Jesus. And that's the difference maker there. That's the point of difference that that we don't, we can't have excuses in our life. When I look at this, I'm like, yeah, well, I'm pretty unschooled and, and, and I'm not average. I mean, I'm not saying that, but I'm like, you know, God's using me. To, to do something and we we, he can use, he can use our lives no matter where we're at. He wants to fulfill a, a call through us. And so it's time to like hang up the excuses and go, you know, no, no, Jesus wants to use my life. He wants to see his kingdom extended in my life. Um, so when, uh, Deb and I were up in Wellington, um, in November, I was up at a printing.com conference as well. And, um, this. I was in Wellington and I love that city. I fell in love with that place because there's such a vibe there. There's such a scene there. Um, and people are connected to the heartbeat of the city through this, uh, this sense of community that has happened through the arts in Wellington. Like, you know, whether it be painting or, or the shows that happened or the decor that's there. We, there's this magnetization uh, around Wellington. It's just like, wow, really is a great central city for New Zealand, and um, I just had this sort of phrase jump into my head when I was up there, and it was, you know, create a scene in 2015, and and we want to, um, and this is this is out of a heartbeat of of like we believe that that God is irresistible, therefore we should have something on our lives in the way that we do our church family and our and the community that is irresistible, that and so we want to create this irresistible scene here uh, within our church family. And, and so create a scene in 2015. You know, wherever Jesus went, he was noticed. He created a scene. He had multitudes fo- following him because of his miracles, uh, because of the, the attitudes he had, the truth he carried. He just was a scene. And so, like, in the same way, we we feel like, man, we're called to uh, create a scene here. And so, Deb and I, um, over the last kind of few months, we've kind of felt this desire and just to kind of nail down more clearly and define who we are um, as a church. Like, and so, Deb's just going to break this part open now. Awesome. Let's give her a hand. Nice. (laughs) you.
1: So part of this for us has been developing our vision statement, and the amazing Julie Kerr has been helping us with that. She described it like this. If you were to go into a bathroom somewhere and overhear a conversation, what would you want these people to say about Thrive Church, about who we are? Um, This statement is a reflection of what we believe that God is wanting to release in this region, and it's what Glenn and I are carrying in our hearts and also what flows through the DNA of our church and our leadership team. So, our vision is a community of people full of the love and freedom of Christ. Are we going? Let's just start this again. Okay. A community of people full of the love and freedom of Christ, living out their unique destiny, transforming our world.
0: Yeah. Okay, I've got the microphone again. Right. <laughs> Our community, yeah, uh, that's right. A community full of full of full of people, actually full of love and freedom, and a unique destiny transforming our world. And we um, we believe we're going to shape our core values out of this phrase. There's kind of five biggies in there that that we're going to kind of rest that on. So, having said that, um, we we know that we just can't do church different. We um, we're like. Uh, yeah, we can't change the same. <laughs> we can do it different. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's centrical to this message. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, I need to come down a level. Um, so,. Um, we're like, God, how can we make room here for you in our town, in our, in our community? Actually, that piece of paper would be really interesting to to read. Now, Lynn just actually handed me a piece of paper like all the good assistants should. Um, <laughs> And she was just like she gave me some um, Rangiora stats actually, and um, the population estimate in June two thousand and fourteen was sixteen thousand three hundred people in Rangiora. Okay, and that is an increase of thirty six percent over the last four years uh, since over the last four years. Yeah, so we've got to make room. Isn't that incredible? Like that has just jumped. Heaps, so we're going. You know, God, how how can we make room here at Thrive? And um, so you'll be noticing that on Sunday mornings, we're actually it's getting a little squishy in here. There's an eighty percent rule that um, that you need to actually go to a bigger building um, if you if you're hitting eighty percent because people just don't feel comfortable when they come into an environment, especially if they're new. That they just need a bit of space. And um, so we believe uh, the answer to this is. Um, this actually. So Thrive Church and going multi-service. So on a Sunday morning. So what we're looking at doing is having two services. That's what multi means, uh, more than one. Uh, so two services on a Sunday morning. Um, and our core value, this is one of the core values that we believe the why of why we need to do this is community. Um, We want to create a space here where people feel like they belong that there's room for them there's acceptance there's honoring and we've just got a desire to see make room for more people and we believe that if we as we do this that God will bring the people as we step out and take a step of faith that God will bring people along like sure we need to be a part of his kingdom as well uh, and and um, inviting people and all that cool stuff as well but we just got to make some room so that we can do something different different. different so that he can do something new in our lives, which is what he wants to do. So kind of like, Debbie, did you want to do this bit? Or I'll do this bit. Okay. So the the make room for others, um, that's what it's all about. We believe that um, being in God's family and being a part of his local church is something just too good to keep to ourselves. It's just, he's just... The Father is so incredibly loving. He's so incredibly big. He has exciting plans for our region. And um, we just want to take a part in this in revealing His nature to our town and to our community. And this is obviously, this is not just... uh, for the church, this is not just a Sunday morning thing. This is every one of us, God's saying, how can, you, how can we just make a bit of room? How can I make room for God to do something new and fresh in our lives? In Matthew uh, four, 5 verse 14, it says that Jesus says that we are the light of the world, that we are the light. Man, without us, what is there? Darkness. Without us carrying that light, there's nothing. And so we're called to be those bearers of light. And we have the ability to shine bright, to bring a glow, To you know, in everything that the light of Christ is, you know, like freedom, joy, the Holy Spirit, salvation, uh, you know, wisdom, revelation, insight, words of knowledge, power, you know, all of that, man, the word, the light that we carry is just so big and we don't even know it. We aren't even really in touch with it, you know, but we're going we're to start shining a little brighter here in our lives, aren't we? Yes! <laughs> Thanks, darling. Up you come.
1: Now, in the midst of all of this excitement and, and what we believe God is doing and saying, we do understand that change affects people differently, isn't it? Um, no matter what the change is. And some of you will be saying, yay, awesome, this is fantastic. Others of you might be thinking, oh no, what does this mean for me? How's this actually gonna work? That's okay, change is a process. So you may be like a red light, a red light person, where you feel like change freaks me out. How will this affect me? I feel unsafe, I'm out of here. And we don't wanna run ahead of anyone in this. So we invite everybody to be on this journey with us. Um, And we want you to know that we're here for you to talk to, whether you want to talk to the Connect Group leaders or one of the pastoral care team or one of the staff or um, Glenn and myself, let us know. Let us know what you're thinking and how you're feeling about this. And over the last few months, um, we've been journeying this through as leaders, actually. And some of us, it has taken us longer than others to, you know, really get our heads around this. But I believe it's safe to say that our leaders are really excited about this and about what God's doing. You may be like the orange light person, just need time to process it. Take time to pray, talk to leaders, like I said before. You might feel a little bit um, unsure, but you might also feel like, hey, this is so right. And that's where I was, actually, when Glenn kind of first um, brought this up in November after you had been on retreat. I was like, oh, this is exciting, and yeah, it feels right, but how's this actually going to work? What's this going to look like? And Glenn, on the other hand, was just like green light yep, this is awesome, let's do it, let's make it happen. <laughs> so, yeah, green light people love the change. Hey, Glenn.
0: That's
1: awesome. So, yeah, just to give you guys permission to, yeah, be on the journey with us on this and come come talk to us.
0: Awesome. You must stay up, man. Yeah. Um, so, just getting practical, a few nuts and bolts is obviously this affects everything. This affects our volunteers, everyone has uh, got to do a little bit more actually on a Sunday morning. Um, so, we can't go into all of that today, but a couple of uh, practical things is that we're one is we're looking at kicking off in May, um, so around the, the start of May uh, for that. The start times that we're looking at, we've like all with 90% nailed this, is thank you, I had that wrong on my notes. So, it's um, Uh, Like 9.30 and 11.00. So, the, the other two service times um, that we're looking at. So we're looking at streamlining our services and keeping the main things—the main thing on a Sunday morning, which is kind of our, our worship, which is our you know that time of connection and praise and adoration and the Word of God. And so we're looking at you know like you saw the video notice this morning here. We just want to kind of like keep other things to sound bites so we can kind of target around an hour long or just over for um, for our Sunday morning services. So the other thing is well is that both services were looking at doing the same. Um, so, uh, you you can feel confident that it's not going to be like a different environment that you go to. It's going to be the same message. You've got to laugh at the same jokes if your leaders here. You just got to you know, it's, there's a bit of sameness going on, all right. But it's so that everyone feels like we're we're all going the same way, and and we still really uh, feel like God said there's a a building for us. You know, we uh, we love that big building over the road there on the corner. That'd be wonderful one day. Um, you know, I was baptized at. That spot when the Baptist Church was there, and so like, well, that'd be cool. Uh, so, yeah, that would be amazing. That 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 is another step for us to take, but we want to make room for what God's doing now uh, at this time. So, the other thing is is that um, this is a this is a step of faith. This is a risk. Uh, we're going to probably need to make adjustments along the way. We're we're not going to get uh, we're not the perfect church by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, and so, just like um, just allow us to kind of like morph this thing as well, if that's a word, I think it is, uh, and create it as we go as well. So cool.
1: Um, now, you might all be asking, how can I be part of this? Um, we would love you to be praying, um, praying for the resources, praying for the people to come. Praying for Christ to be glorified in this because it's all about Him. Yeah, we're making room for others, eh? But this is about Him. It's about giving Him the glory. About making Him known to other people. And pray for us as leaders um, and the pastors and staff at this church. Lots of wisdom. You might want to get involved and that would be amazing. We just want to say a huge thank you actually on this to all of our incredible volunteers. I think we have around... 100. I think we worked out maybe a few more than that. Like, So, I mean, that's just incredible. Just the way you guys are getting in there and saying, yes, I'll help out. I'll, I'll take ownership of this. I'll be part of this family and, and help others along the way. But we have heaps more room for this. I know Jared would love more kids' leaders, more people on the host team, more people in youth, more people to set up pack down more people to run connect groups whatever it is you know each one of you like Glenn talked about at the beginning has got amazing strengths you've got something to give to other people and to bring to this church and we want to see every person like we talked about thriving in their gift and thriving in who they are in um yeah and just being able to serve other people too because that's what we're about um and just like I said earlier speak to a leader if you're feeling unsure or if you're feeling excited just come and talk to us yeah we just want to be open in this process so come chat to us
0: Awesome. Just one of the last things I want to do here this morning is just share a dream uh, that I had late last year with you. And I have already shared this at at church, but um, I just want to bring it again because it felt like a real confirmation from God. It felt like a God dream. And and so this happened sort of mid-November and... um, and it was a dream, I believe, about God showing me His heart for our town, um, and outside, and for those who are actually outside of relationship with Christ Jesus. Um, and so, in this dream, I was standing on the deck of a of a ferry, a large boat, and um, and I was watching um, cars being sent down over a ramp above me, and they were being loaded onto a car transport truck that was parked on the ferry. And um, what I saw is that. As soon as the cars were coming down, as soon as the the top deck of the car transporter was filled to capacity. And I could see uh, from where I was standing that there was actually room for more cars on the lower deck of the car transporter. Okay, and um, the problem was is that no one could uh, see what was happening because as more cars came down the um, the, the ramp, they would hit the, the top of the, the, the parked cars and they were falling off the side of the boat into the water and they were just like, they were lost. And it was like, cars come back. And um, so it was like, this is wrong. And I started yelling out, like I started screaming, like stop, stop, this, you know, stop the cars because, you know, we've got to make room for... Um, the next level and um you know it just felt like such a timely dream uh for me and so you know there's a few things that you can pull from that one is that the fairy is like you know that's like I guess you could say that's a it's something about to leave on a destination it's about the journey of life it's about like getting on board with God's plan and call and you know he's always going somewhere and we want others to be on board with where he's going and so it's it's about um People coming into that freedom of life with Jesus uh, Christ, but the thing that struck me was that no one was aware of what was going on. That there were lost cars, lost over the side of the boat, and these were obviously like you know people that um, that needed more room with the, the boat needed to have more room for them and so the the lower deck of the car transport I feel like God was saying well duh, that's us at this time that's what we can do at this time there's you know it's a time for two um, services uh, just to look at making room for God is so you know there's there's people out in our town who are who they're going you know does does God really care about me does does God have a plan for my life. Is, is he real? Um, you know, uh, I'm lonely. Um, I'm lost. Um, Man, my possessions mean everything to me because that's all I think I have. You know, our world, it says that our world is blinded and there's a blindness on our region and we need to take off the, the blinds, don't we? We need to reveal the light. That's right, Deacon. We need to be those people that release hope and joy into our town. We have the answers. We are the answer. Jesus has called us at this time to make room for Him. Um, Sean, we've just got something we want to give everyone um, this morning, and um, this is this is kind of like our next steps. Really, it's a. a document that we've just been working on, a brochure, and it's something that you can read through and it just kind of highlights some of the things that we've talked about um, this morning um, and it's something that you can pray into, look over, dream, like we want we want you to dream and imagine this whole thing with us. We've still got a real desire to um, kick off a real cafe scene out the back there and open up a wall and, and get some amazing chairs and do something awesome with the driveway there And so that's all going to take a little bit of money as well. And it might be that we we do it like this, that we have various items that we want. They might have chairs and tables and things like that. But you can buy a chair. You know, it might be like, it might cost us 10 grand, but you could, you know, buy a pot plant. Or you could buy a table. Or you could put something towards some new carpet. So what we'll look at doing is just itemizing everything. And then you can go, hey, look, I just want to be the champion for that. I want to see that that plant's watered. I want to, you know, I want to buy that. That thing so this is this is going to um, actually take a little bit of an investment as well from us here at Thrive, um, and we're excited about like like just releasing. We believe the God vision and His provision will come for uh, that.
1: Vision.